Good morning and happy Wednesday, Covenant Network listeners. I'm Adam Wright. You are listening to another episode of Roadmap to Heaven on this Wednesday morning, February 23rd. That that three and the 23rd, it, it messed up the whole 2-2 two, two Tuesday thing we had going on yesterday, but it's still a great day, uh, even if it's not all twos today. Uh, it's a wonderful, wonderful day. Let's begin our day in prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, joy, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world, in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. We dedicate all of our thoughts, words, and actions to the greater glory of God. And we also turn this morning, let's say a Hail Mary uh, for the intention of peace in Ukraine and de-escalation of the uh, Building conflict. We pray, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. It's good to be with you this Wednesday morning. I would encourage all of us to continue going to the Blessed Mother to pray for peace and, as we said, for de escalation uh, with the situation. In Ukraine, uh, I, I find that throughout the day, uh, when I go to do my periodic check of the news sites just to see if there's anything of note in the, the Catholic world, I'm seeing more and more stories pop up about the latest developments in Ukraine, and I can only imagine um, how hard the Blessed Mother is praying right now for all of us, but especially for those affected by this. And so, let us unite our prayers with hers and. We're a week away today from the start of Lent, but there's no reason we have to wait to start our fasting. I know we're into the uh, the whole Mardi Gras season, and uh, you know it's a, a time of celebration culturally, but we're still allowed to fast. That is still very encouraged, um, and so especially right now for that intention, perhaps you could do some fasting. You know, as to what the fasting is, well, I'll leave it to you. But, you know, I'm of the mindset that the more you can do, the the better it is. You know, there are some that have already started Exodus 90, and they are doing some pretty extreme fasting right now and some penances. And, you know, we all could we all could use a little mortification in our lives. Now, depending on your age, your health, and all of that, there, there's so many variables that I'm not going to get into it and say, please do this. Please do that specifically right now. I'm going to leave that to you to discern, but I will say, uh, don't take it lightly. Don't take it lightly. The more we can do, the better, um, but all within reason. And Holy Mother Church gives us that uh, that guidance and that really that compassion to say, we're not going to ask you to do more than you're capable of, but do do what you're capable of, right? So please consider that. Please consider offering some fasting or some other mortification, you know, even if, even if it's as simple as not putting ice in your beverages and salt on your food, start there and then build up from there, you know, build up. I don't know. That's that's what I uh, encourage, though, and I'm going to take a look at that today for myself. What can I do um, to unite with my prayer? You know, it goes back to the gospel. We've said this before. I call it the one-two punch. I don't think our, our Lord called it that in the gospel, but he, he talked about the importance of prayer 
and fasting. And he didn't say prayer or fasting, but prayer and fasting. So I've said enough on that. Today on the show, we're going to hear from Father Mark Goring. Uh, he's going to be talking about some wonderful things. And then we also are going to hear from Monsignor Eugene Morris. Uh, we've been bringing you some of his homilies on the, the season that we're in if you go to the Old Mass, and it's the Jesima Sundays. Septuagesima was last Sunday. Uh, Septuagesima meaning 70 days before Easter. This weekend we will have, uh, or actually I think it was this past weekend, we had Sexagesima. So two weeks ago was Septuagesima. This past weekend was Sexagesima, which just means 60, right? And then uh, coming up on Sunday, we have Quinquagesima, which means 50 days before Easter. And it's a great thing, whether you go to the old form of the Mass or not, you know, um, it's it's still kind of a great thing for us to be aware of because it's like a little pre-Lent. It helps get us conditioned and ready for Lent. You know, you don't just go in cold to the baseball game. You take a few warm-up swings at least in the batting cage, right? So more on that from Monsignor later on. And then at the uh, towards the end of the show, we're going to be talking with, really in the second half of the show, we're going to be talking with Father Jeffrey Kirby about conforming our hearts to God's will and not the other way around. And perhaps we've said that, Lord, I need you to do this for me. Lord, I want you to do this for me. This is the desire of my heart. Lord, please find a way to make it happen. Well, that's not really the way it's supposed to work. It's supposed to be, Lord, what do you want for me? And I'll I'll get my desires aligned with that. Um, but Father Kirby is going to break that open with us later on in the show. There's a lot happening with the weather out there, so let's go to Mike Roberts for the forecast. Today is the feast day of St. Polycarp. Born in the mid-first century, he was a disciple of the Apostle of John, would likely have heard Jesus speak, and the first Bishop of Smyrna, leading the new faith community for more than half a century. Working with Pope Anacletus, Polycarp had a fundamental role in establishing when Easter would be celebrated, and he wrote many letters to encourage the faithful, a number of which survive to this day. At a time when being a Christian was a virtual death sentence for many, he sent these words to encourage the faithful by invoking the memory of recent martyrs. I exhort you all to yield obedience to righteousness and the exercise of all patience such as you have seen set before you in the case of the blessed Ignatius and Zosimus and Rufus, they are in their place in the presence of the Lord with whom they suffered. For they love not this present world, but him who died for us and for our sakes was raised again from the dead. Polycarp himself would suffer martyrdom. At the age of 86, he was arrested and led into a packed stadium in Smyrna where the Romans attempted to burn him alive. When the flames did not harm him, he was stabbed to death. St. Polycarp, please pray for us. I'm meteorologist Mike Roberts for Covenant Network. Have a blessed day. We have a catechist question for you today. It's our Catholic question of the day, and it comes to us from Frank Sheed. We talked about him in our catechist segment on Monday, and the question today is, what do the sacraments do? What do the sacraments do? Well, the short answer is that the sacraments give sanctifying grace. In fact, Frank Sheed goes on to say, all the sacraments give sanctifying grace. Baptism initiates it. Confession restores it when it is lost or increases it if the penitent sins are not mortal. The other sacraments all increase it. Each has its own special function as well. 
Here again, only summaries are necessary at our present stage. And he goes on in his book, Theology for Beginners, to outline how they do so. And uh, I just want to tell you, if you want to learn more about your faith, in addition to listening to the great shows here on Covenant Network, uh, take a look at this book, Theology for Beginners. It's a modern classic by Frank Sheed. In fact, we love this book so much. If you contact us here at the station, we'd send you one. So that is our catechist question for you today. If you want to read more about the sacraments in the catechism, you want to start uh, around paragraph 1100. The section is uh, it's part of Article 2, the Paschal Mystery in the Church's Sacraments, and that begins at paragraph 1113. So that's where it is in the catechism for you. But um, I always appreciate a good guide like Frank Sheet or Peter Kreef to help break down the complexity of the catechism for me. We're going to take another break here on Roadmap to Heaven, but when we come back, we'll be talking with Father Jeffrey Kirby. Stay tuned. We are back. You're listening to Roadmap to Heaven this morning right here on Covenant Network. Earlier this week, we celebrated President's Day, and it got me thinking. You know, I, I have a, uh, a soft spot in my heart for all the classes I've taken on American history. Of all the history classes I've taken in my uh, years in school, American history was always my favorite, especially going back to the founding of our nation. And I was reflecting recently upon that task it must have been for our founding fathers. How do we come up with a system of government that works for everyone? You know, rooted in the belief that God created all men equal and that all men have that pursuit of life, liberty, and happiness. It's a daunting task, I think about. And here you have George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, these great presidents we think of that didn't sit high and mighty on a throne and say, all right, everybody, you do what I say because I'm in charge. I'm the president. They said, no, I'm here to serve the people. And yet how often in our lives do we look around and say, all right, Lord, I need you to do this for me today, as if we're, we're the king or queen sitting on the throne. It reminded me that Lent's coming up, and this is a good opportunity to talk about how we can form our hearts. So enough about the U.S. presidents. Uh, let's talk about the Lord, and, and here to help us with that today, Father Jeffrey Kirby from Our Lady of Grace. Father, good to talk to you this morning. Likewise, I'm Good to be on the show. So we're getting ready for Lent, and I, I think of that, that great line from Scripture that just says, return to the Lord with all your heart. You know, we, we hear that uh, prophet Hosea calling us back, and, and there's so many messages we hear during Lent that it's we who have strayed, not God who has strayed, we have strayed, and we need to come back. And, and the big message is we need to conform our hearts. I, I think of what we'll hear on Ash Wednesday, repent and believe in the gospel. And yet so often, Father, we find ourselves saying, well, forget that. I know what I need. I know what I want. God, I need you to do this for me. That, we, we've got it backwards, Father. We do. We do. <laughs> if, if we spend as much time in our spiritual lives trying to conform our will to the Lord's rather than change His will to follow ours, uh, we would all be saints. <laughs> Well, there you have it, friends. We, we don't even need to say any more than that. If we just could spend our time conforming our hearts to the Lord instead of vice versa, we'd all be saints. Father, why is it so difficult? It, a good friend of mine, Monsignor Morris, and I were talking about this. We both love to play golf, and we were kind of equating it to golf. And, and I don't know if you play, but you're, you're at the tee box, you're looking at the fairway. You know what you need to do. 
but then actually being able to do it. That's a whole other story. Why is it so difficult for us to conform our hearts to the Lord and His will? Yes, I think that first, uh, just to acknowledge our, our fallenness, you know, in that, in that, you know, we we have a wounded nature. Uh, so, you know, this desire to do what we know is not right, or to not do what we know is right, and so we have this woundedness, this, this fallenness uh, that's a part of our fallen human nature. But also, I think many of us carry narratives of our lives when we were hurt or taken advantage of, or you know, whatever the situation may have been, to greater or less degree, depending on, on a person's life. And I think what happens if we're not careful is it nurtures in us, and our fallenness loves this, it nurtures in us a heart of suspicion, a heart of distrust. And so then suddenly we want something, or we desire something, or we, we think a certain state of affairs is exactly what we need, and then suddenly it's, oh, yeah, I have to surrender all that to God, and now. Uh, ask for his blessing and, and ask him, well, ask that his will be done. And suddenly it's like, no, <laughs> I worked very hard on this, right? And we want to reclaim for ourselves, you know, really a, a power and authority that we really don't even have. And so I think that there's a lot of reasons why when it comes time to say, okay, I'm going to die to myself, and I really do want my will to be conformed to God's, we have a lot of pushback internally. And and for some, there could be external pressure as well. Like, you know, we live in a world of fallen human beings, so there can be external pressure. But, but internally, uh, what we can address, you know, there's that pushback that we have in, in our own hearts. You know, I, I have a friend that I text every now and then uh, to keep anchored in the spiritual life. And it, it, every so often, we find ourselves texting back and forth that, man, temptation stinks. You know, and, and there, there's no <laughs> nothing else needs to be said. Temptation stinks. And uh, usually the reply back is something like, amen, or right on. And we think, this has to be hard. Now, Father, it's something that we are all going to face, that we want to perhaps, uh, again, say, Lord, I know this is your plan, but for today, can your plan for me involve uh, relaxing this commandment or that commandment or this moral <laughs> teaching of the Church just for today? Can, can I get a pass uh, this, this one time? Uh, what are some of the things we can do to, you know, perhaps set ourselves up for success, to receive that grace that God is offering, I, I, I should say? How do we best open ourselves up to His grace so that when temptation comes knocking, mm-hmm. we're better equipped to say no? Yes, yes. If I, if I can start an answer with uh, Romans chapter 12, and I encourage, if anyone hasn't read it or read it in a while, uh, to, to go and reread that chapter from St. Paul's letter to the Romans. and Romans 12 begins, uh, Brothers and sisters, I beg you by the mercies of God to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to Him. Do not be conformed to this age, but allow for the transformation of your mind, that you might know what is good and pleasing and perfect to your Father in Heaven. And, and you know, that call to, to really offer our lives as a sacrifice, a libation. And, and, and Paul would stress, you know, a, a living sacrifice. Like, sacrifices were usually killed, you know, and, and, and yet he says, no, a living sacrifice, which means it's going to hurt. And, and to your point, Adam, well, okay, if that's the challenge and that, that's what has to be done, where do we get the means? Like, how do we do this with our fallenness? And the first thing I would say is the sacraments. The worthy reception of Holy Communion, even often if someone can get the daily Mass, even just once a week, I really recommend that. A devout preparation for Mass, to you know, give yourself that 10, 15 minutes you know, before Mass, try to get there early to prepare well. 
a regular confession. <laughs> I'll tell you, Adam, confession is so neglected among the people of God. It's, it's you know, it, it's the devil's tactics. Let me remove God's people from His mercy so they can live under the yoke of guilt. <laughs> you know, I mean, in our fallenness, if we have a yoke of guilt imposed upon that, we start just getting crazy, spiritually crazy. So I think the, the sacraments, Holy Communion, and confession, and then, you know, the living Word of God, dive into the Scriptures. Uh, we've spoken in the past, Adam, about the Book of Psalms and, and the Book of Proverbs, and you know, or, or pick up one of the Gospels. Uh, Mark's Gospel only has 16 chapters, and, and a chapter in the Bible is only a page or two. So bring in the living Word in, in, into our lives. Uh, work on our prayer life. I tell people, look, if you're not praying, just take five minutes. Just take five minutes. Like, Brush your teeth in the morning, you know, sit down if you have to. If you're a working parent and you got kids all over the place, just, just keep the door locked in the bathroom. Just give yourself that five minutes. Like, you know, so God gives us the means and the resources in order to allow for the transformation of our minds so that we can know what is good and pleasing and perfect to our Father in Heaven. We are a week away from Ash Wednesday, and so if we haven't started, you know, I, I, I need like the alert tone here when, you know, there's a tornado warning or something to say, alert, alert, alert. Ash Wednesday is next week, friends. If you haven't started thinking about what you're going to do for your Lenten penance, uh, maybe some of the things Father just mentioned would be a great place to start. You know, reading a chapter of Scripture a day, reading that Gospel of Mark, which, by the way, is—I uh, love all four, but Mark has a special place in my heart because that was the one we used to walk through so much in my junior year high school theology class, uh, and I had a great teacher who really broke that Gospel open for us. Uh, maybe it's just committing to five minutes in prayer a day in a quiet place in your home, or stopping by the church or adoration chapel on your way home, or getting to daily Mass one day a week. Or maybe we need to say one more day a week if you're already going one, go two. If you're already going two, go three. Uh, but have those avenues to receive Grace. Now, Father, you mentioned confession and how we underutilize this, and I, I hadn't originally planned to go here, but because you brought it up, I, I really do want to touch on this. How often have we allowed our pride, friends, to keep us away? We become like the Pelagians. Uh, I have a good friend who jokes around like, Adam, you've got semi-Pelagian heresies. You're always saying, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, do it yourself, when you cannot do it without God's grace first and foremost. But we get all arrogant and say, oh, I can do it, I can do it, I can't, and then we fail. And rather than say, all right, we failed, let's go to the, the source of grace, let's go to God, and let's receive that forgiveness and mercy. We just kind of wallow in this, well, Father, what's the point in trying? Because I tried, and I tried, and I tried, and I was even doing really great, and then I failed, so why, why bother to try again? Or we get that pride, and we don't want to admit that we fail. So, uh, you know, for those that might be saying, it's been a while since I've been to the Sacrament of Reconciliation. You know, we, we often encourage them, don't don't hold back out of fear. You don't remember what to do. Father will walk you through that. Tell them it's been a yes. while. He'll walk you through that. But what is the one thing you would want to say to them if they're on the fence? It's been a while. I don't know that I want to go, but, you know, Father, Adam, the Holy Spirit's working something in my heart as I listen to you right now. What do you say? Yes, I would say, <laughs> just, yeah, I mean, just just show up in, in the sense that the, the priest will, will be there. He'll guide you through the whole sacraments, and there's nothing to be worried about. And you can imagine, just if you need the biblical image of, of that prodigal son 
who is he was heading home and he, and he sees his father and his father begins to run to embrace him and, and that's the confessional that you know our father in heaven is there he's waiting with nothing but compassion he wants to celebrate uh, our freedom from sin and, and he welcomes us with, with great joy so I have to just go and to the people who say well I used to go but it was just the same sins over and over again well spiritual wisdom says thanks be to God that you didn't have keep having new sins <laughs> you know? so, so keep working with the ones you have and, and, and keep allowing grace to work. So I would, I would just say, just just go, like just be there, because the, the mercy of God is abundant and, and, and it's ocean, and it's so generous and, and, and liberating. I think it's, it's very telling that our Lord has constantly had to remind us of this, whether it's the divine mercy devotion or whether it's the sacred heart devotion, that he comes in order to remind us that he is the God of mercy. He wants us to come to Him. He is the one who rallies our cause. He is only judged when we make Him judge, when we refuse to turn to Him and accept His mercy. I don't often have the right words to put it out there why it is so important for me to go to confession regularly. Uh, But I will say this. Even though I don't have the words, there was a time in my life where I didn't make it a priority, and I can tell you that my life is much better. My marriage is better. My parenting is better. My work life is better. My interaction with my friends, neighbors, and all of those around me are better because I go to the Sacrament of Reconciliation regularly. And I think of St. Peter, you know, and, and our Lord calls him to walk on water. And, and Peter's like, I don't know why you're calling me to walk on water. I don't know what the <laughs> point of this is. I don't know how this is going to work, because I'm Peter. I can't walk on water. But I do know this, friends. You can't walk on water if you don't have the trust to get out of the boat. Confession can't change your life if you don't have the trust to believe that God is going to work through the sacraments and change your life. So as Father said, just go. Just go. If you're holding back, just go. Speaking of going, Father, we've been going for a while here, so we we owe our listeners a break. Uh, Could I ask you to lead us in prayer? Absolutely. Let us pray. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Heavenly Father, you are the Lord and the giver of life. You have brought to us a Redeemer to save us from darkness and sin. You are the God of mercy and compassion. May we have confidence in you. May you fill our hearts with that confidence. And may you continue to give us your abundant graces of mercy. We ask these and all good things through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Friends, you're listening to Roadmap to Heaven. We will be back after this important message. We are midway through the week talking about fostering vocations to the priesthood on the Daily Dose of Encouragement with Patty Schneier. Patty, what's your message for us today? We've been discussing ways that we can tangibly foster vocations to the priesthood and religious life. This one is in particular for those of us that are in the St. Louis area. I will just say that because if you have sons, especially those that have finished fifth through the sixth grade and then seventh through eighth grade, we have a camp, a summer camp called Kenrick Glennon Days. And I will just say, when my youngest son went to Kenrick Lennon Days for the first time, he came home and said, these were his words, that is the best summer camp ever. (laughs) And I was shocked that this kid of mine would say that. He absolutely loved Kenrick Lennon Days. And it's just planting seeds about prayer and discernment that should be a part of every boy's normal growing up. If you're Catholic, you know, we need to plant these seeds in a young man's life. So Kenrick Lennon Days, it's a summer camp. It's for boys who have finished 5th, 6th, 7th, and 8th grade. If you're here in the St. Louis area, check it out. 
and sign your son up. And if you're like, if you're like me, a mom, I just signed my kids up and said, you're going. <laughs> Sometimes we have to do that. But he came home and said it was the best camp ever. So again, little ways to just promote and put the idea and to put it out there. And Kendrick Lennon days is just one tangible way to do that. If you are listening in St. Louis and you'd like more information on vocations, including Kenrick Glennon Days, be sure to contact the Archdiocesan Office of Vocations. And Father Fallon and the staff there will get you everything you want to know about being possibly called to the priesthood. For those of you listening in the Diocese of Springfield, contact the vocation directors. All the information you need is right there at dio.org. On diobell.org, you can find out about vocations in the Diocese of Belleville, including the St. Andrew's dinners. So many wonderful opportunities. And Patty, I'm going to be honest, I look forward to the day that my son goes to Kenrick Glennon Days. So friends, don't forget to pray for vocations today. And Patty, I look forward to tomorrow's Daily Dose of Encouragement. We are back. You're listening to Roadmap to Heaven on this Wednesday morning. And I would add to that, uh, in the Diocese of Springfield in Cape Girardeau, they have a wonderful vocation program. Uh, Bishop Rice used to be the vocation director here in St. Louis. And don't forget to check out the vocation office in the Diocese of Jefferson City as well. You know, if you're a young man discerning, we talked about this last week. Uh, for the young women, they've, they uh, were invited to the Come and See Retreat with the Franciscan Sisters of the Martyr St. George in Alton, Illinois, uh, which is coming up on March 4th, I do believe, and I, I would imagine there's still time to contact them. But for the men listening, perhaps you're a single young man discerning a call to the priesthood. Well, you know, going and having that conversation with the vocation office does not sign you up on the dotted line and commit you for life. It's a, it begins a process of finding out what the Lord is calling you to. I am very grateful that I took the time to ask that question, even though the answer was that God was calling me to marriage. I'm still very grateful for the time spent discerning. And I never even ended up in the the seminary, and I know so many who did, uh, who have gone on to become great priests. And then I know others who went to seminary exploring their vocation, and they have gone on to become great husbands and great fathers uh, because they really listened to what God was calling them to and wholeheartedly said yes. You know, like we talked about with Father Kirby today, it's all about saying yes to God's will and not saying, God, please say yes to my will. So men listening, if you're single and you're discerning a vocation to the priesthood, don't delay. That's that's my uh, that's my request for you today. I mentioned at the top of the show that we should do some fasting for uh, the, the situation in Ukraine. Well, it turns out, as I was checking up as well, like I said on some of the Catholic News articles out there, the Holy Father in his address this morning, his Wednesday general audience, has called for a global day of fasting for peace on Ash Wednesday. So, you know, you have to fast on Ash Wednesday. Why not fast for peace on Ash Wednesday? You know, offer it for that intention. He also, you know, again, he says, let's go to Mary under her title. Queen of Peace. She is the Queen of Peace. Um, you know, so I'm, I'm going to say Holy Father is spot on with this. We should fast and and we should go to our Blessed Mother. I, I could not agree more. And so let's echo that call. I would just add, if you want to fast beyond that, fast beyond that. But, you know, there it is for all of us 
to consider. We're going to be back with you on Friday morning for the Roadmap Roundup here on the show. We've got, I believe, Dan Vonderhaar and Angela Miller joining us for that one. In the meantime, you know, we're getting ready for Lent, and next week is the week. So you're going to want to tune in for that. We're going to have Father Wade Menezes on twice. Father Kirby is going to be back with us to talk about fasting as well and more, all right here on Roadmap to Heaven. Let's pray in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be world without end. Amen. Our Lady, Queen of Peace, pray for us. St. Joseph, Terror of Demons, pray for us in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For all of us here at Covenant Network, I'm Adam Wright. You have been listening to Roadmap to Heaven. Don't forget to start having your Lenten plan put together. What are you going to do as your penance? How are you going to pray more? And what's your almsgiving going to be? And most especially, don't forget to pray your rosary today. <laughs>